That's why I don't have kids at 42. Yeah. Here's to you, sir. Thanks, buddy. I'm so glad. We're going to be drinking at 5 p.m. on a Wednesday. I could do that anyway. Two friends in a movie. 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 With Madden 16. With Sister and Matt. With Madden 16. With Sister and Matt. With Madden 16. Welcome, everybody. Here we are once yes. again. Matt and Sixto, two friends in the movie, still on Zoom. Mm-hmm. The virus is not dead because you assholes won't wear your masks. That's right. It's all of your fucking fault. Wear your masks so we can stop doing this damn podcast on Zoom. I'm tired of this Zoom. Now in February, I bought this brand new mixing board. I was so excited to use it. Still haven't used it. Because of fucking coronavirus. Listen. Listen. It's okay. It's going to die someday. Maybe we'll both die before it. But it's going <laughs> to... Yesterday, Trump said it's just going to disappear. Just going to disappear. Yeah. I mean, it's magic, right? Yeah. It's just going to go away. I mean, if it's just going to go away... Why are we spending all this money trying to find a vaccine? Right. We're just going to go away. So fucking dumb. God damn it. Anyways. In lighter and happier uh, terms, today's movie is the third movie, but it skipped like 20 years between the second and the third. (laughs) Bill and Ted face the music. music. By the way, uh, before we jump on the movie and after all the political shit we should have talked about, I am six though. Oh yeah, there he is. <laughs> and the other voice you hear is Matt. I'm Matt. And oh, when I, we... came, I came in hot. <laughs> came in too hot. Came too hot. hot. <laughs> um, what we do is we love movies. We kind of uh, break them down through our very peculiar accents. And then you listen to it. <laughs> what are you talking about peculiar accents? <laughs> <laughs> this podcast should actually be called Two Accents in a Movie <laughs> Two Accents in a Movie yeah. I gotta make the song over My accent still goes first though Why? What? Why? Because that's the way things are No, I'm an immigrant so I get to go first no, Because my accent Six though Italian and then you <laughs> I'm not really Italian. Long Island? Long right. Island is first. Like you not you don't have any Italian accent. You don't sound like Joe from, from Master Chap. No. That's not Italian or an Italian accent. Listen, according to family guy it is. I know. <laughs> Anyways, the movie today, like Matt already said, is Bill and Ted face the music. Now, 26 years since the last movie? Is it just... It no. One it, it came out, right? It, it was ni- 1991. Was the last time Bill and Ted Bogus Adventures came out. So that is... Like 28 years ago? 28 years. And... Shit. <laughs> it's and a long time. time. Bill has done nothing. And Ted has done everything. <laughs> That's not true. It's because it's true. He was in The Matrix. He was in, he did two trilogies. Plus a he, thousand other things. He killed a ton of people. And Bill has done nothing. That's true. There's a, there is a, a, a let, let me get to the point because I, I, uh, I'm going to write that down because I want to get to a point. Write it down. Then get then say it. Because it's way la- later in the movie. Way later. 
Well, I'll, I'll go over the movie real quick while you're writing down some more notes. Yeah, go ahead, please. So, Bill and Ted, like I said, the first one was in 89, the second one was in 89. They had two best friends who started a band called Wild Stallions. Wild Stallions. Um, at the end of number two, Bill and Ted, Bogus Journey, uh, they go into the future and they're told they're going to write the song that unites the world. Correct. So they fast forward 28 years later. Uh, Bill and Ted both have, they're, they're still married to the princesses. They both have uh, daughters and they're both trying to write this song still. Um, right. And they keep failing and failing and failing. They've lost their entire fan base. They've lost all their credibility and they pretty much lost themselves. They lost their mojo. They lost it. It's gone. Fat Bastard took it. Yes. Um, so throughout the movie, uh, George Carlin is obviously dead. So his character is replaced by Kristen Schaal, who's George Carlin's daughter. Uh, right. Helps them, and they go into the future, and they try to find it, steal the song from themselves. Uh, and they go back and forth until they figure out what the song is supposed to be. At the end, there's a spoiler alert. There's a happy ending. You kind of figure out, they figured out what they wanted to do. And all Great. is well in the world. Correct. Um, well, let's start with this. Remembrance of the first two movies, because it's very important to this one, right? Yes. So uh, I just rewatched the first two movies, which I haven't seen. I actually don't, I think I only seen the second movie once because of two reasons. It came out in 91, which is the year I moved to the States. So I didn't get to see it in the movie theater. And then above that, by the time I spoke English and I could watch the movie, hmm. I was completely aged out of it to, to some degree, you know, like, like it was just like, it wasn't cool enough anymore. You know, it's like 1997 by the time I spoke English properly. And so, Bill and Ted, and the, watching Bill and Ted in 1997. A, where are you gonna fucking find it? B, it's not like everybody. It's not like it's Terminator 2, you know. <laughs> not Terminator 2. You got that right. There's no Oscar La Vista, baby. <laughs> so it's not like it was available anywhere, everywhere at all times for you to watch. My point being, I had to rewatch the first two movies to kind of refresh my memory. I haven't seen them in a long fucking time, and I saw. Uh, excellent adventure more you know it was more available and it was more like in tune like it was more cool to watch um but uh seeing the progression of those movies this movie is a great progression it, it just really fits in greatly with it it is the first step is that they find out that they become this great great fucking people of the future, the whole future world depends on them and they bring peace to the world and all these things. In the second movie, they, somebody is tired of, of the way everybody talks and lives this life of, you know, be good to one another and to each other. Yes. And, and so, and so they try to kill Bill and Ted. And he creates this whole other thing where they get back together and they actually form the band that they're supposed to form. And there it is. They're famous. This one, this one is... So at the end of movie two, there's all these newspaper, clipping, newspaper clippings mm -hmm. of how great the, their, their, their progression was mm -hmm. and how they, like, peace in the Middle East and all these things. And then you jump to this movie and you feel like, wow, we're going to jump to this movie. Of course, the world is great because Bill and Ted did it back in movie two. It's, and like you said, it's not. <laughs> it's a complete mess. It's a complete mess. <laughs> They're a fucking mess. They're playing in a bar for four people. <laughs> and they're playing terribly. Yeah. And, uh, um, and um, it is... It, what it is, is what I found this movie, speaking generally, is that a great, it's a great mixture of the first two. Like the first one is about uh, their, their adventure at figuring out 
it's them getting lucky and figuring out that they're worth more than they than they know they're worth. Mm-hmm. And the second movie is a supernatural adventure where they have to now that they find out what they're worth, they have to really own up to it, right? And this one is them realizing that they're not just because somebody tells you that you should be great doesn't mean that you're gonna be great. Like you have to work at it. So that's why it's all face music. It's not going to be great for no reason. Right. And so it's that's why it's called like face the music to some degree. It's like, come on, bro, like like you gotta own up to your to what you're not doing. You gotta own up to your mistakes. I don't know, maybe Donald Trump can learn something from that. Yeah. Shit, I went political again. Oh, we're sorry. not doing that. You're gonna get me hot again. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um but uh the movie starts in a sort of a, it's a wedding. Mm-hmm. It is um, um, brother's wedding. His uh, his little brother's wedding. I like um, how they um, the the there's a different actress I think in every movie, but uh, the character Missy is no, it's the same actress in all three movies. It's the same actress in all three movies. All three. Yeah. I love how they kept that running joke. Yes, thing. that was a a good way to start it. It brings the nostalgia. Like right to the forefront, and and he makes perfect sense for the character. So yeah. the character of Missy was married to the uh, Bill's father in the first one. Then divorced Bill's father, and married Ted's father in the second one. Yeah. And for this one, is getting married to Ted's little brother. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just it's really fantastic. Yeah, it worked well. Yeah, yeah. And Deacon, uh, uh, the brother, who was the guy that lost Napoleon, remember? Like he lost Napoleon. Uh-huh. <laughs> they have to go find him. Have to go find him in the water park. Um, uh, it was really great that they brought that character. Actually, I was very happy that they brought all of those characters back, mm-hmm. from Missy to the father. the father. I mean, the the other father, I suppose, is that the actor has passed on or something. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even in the picture. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I like how they used uh, they have a reference to George Carlin. Right. Uh, death is in it. Right. Uh, um. And even the same kind of, like, theory, like, they, the other one, they went back in time and got different heroes and different, you know, historical figures. And this one, they go back in time and get different musicians. So it's the same kind of... And that's what I mean. Like, it's a good mix of the two, because it has that element, the element of collecting the musicians, right? Or collecting these big figures. Mm-hmm. And it has the, ele- the supernatural element. And that also comes in, like it's like both like both movies stuck into one, kind of mushed together, but not in a way that it's just like, hey, we're repeating the same formula. Is we're using same notes in this different in this different form of this song. Yeah, and you know, they kind of tried to at least what I noticed was almost mirror people's lives. Is that when I watched Bill and Ted in '91, I was a little younger than them, but there was the same kind of thing. We were kids. We listen to rock music, right, and now right. 28 years later, I have kids, and I'm trying. I have a wife, so it kind of mirrors like your life. Absolutely, that they're still you, basically. You know, there's still a mirror. It's still uh, very uh, the same audience can relate that right. one can now relate in 2020. Right, and I will say, uh, since I'm, I'm I'm a few years older than you, that yeah, uh, there's a couple. Because of a couple dozen. <laughs> uh, fuck. He's old. That's what I'm saying. He's old. I'm not old. Um, it, it really is parallel in that sense way more with somebody like me that is like, you know, because they're like in their 50s. I'm in my 40s, right? But it's that sense of like, oh, yeah, there is, there is not only the children, but the idea of the life that you're supposed to live, the idea of, and it's comparable in a way, you know, like I didn't sit in my mom's couch forever, like they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I fucking work and I, I have a life, but um, it's very easy to, once again, fall into the same traps that they did. There's people that surround you that always fall into those things, that people that never move forward from one point or mm-hmm. get stuck in some sort of ideal rather than being pragmatic and trying to take life by the balls and mm-hmm. traumatizing happens and they're just they never move on past that point 
Right. And so, and so it, it was legitimately very strong about, about what you're saying, like the, the, the steps in life that, that you're taking with them. Um, and you're true. It's for, especially for this time in our life, it's a very positive movie. Yeah. Uh, there's no backstabbing. There's no lying. It's just two friends who have always been friends. Right. Now trying to be good fathers, just right. trying to realize their dream. Like, it's, it's a very positive message to the world. Absolutely. At this point. Absolutely. And very fun. You know, like, the thing about this movie, it's a ton of fun. Ton it of fun. is, it is, uh, it's silly like the other two, but it's matured silly. Like, it's still childish for a mature audience. Like, yeah. it's not childish for when you're 12. It's childish for when you're 50. Yeah, it's the same people who watched it in 91, now watch it now. Right. And I think it comes out in another good time, is that this is a great, like, if I saw this in the movie theater, I don't know if I would enjoy it as much as watching it from home. Like, I was thinking of that because I'm curious. I don't know that I would not have enjoyed it, but what I think is, I don't know that I would have been happy that I paid $20 to go yeah, see it. Yeah, I'm saying. I don't know if I would enjoy it as much. Uh, sitting in the movie theater and spending the night doing this. But at home, when you're just trying to get through the night, there's not much to do. It's a great... Right. Fun. You're still paying the same $20, but it's a different environment. Yeah. You're on your couch. You can watch it with all your buddies. Right. Uh, you can uh, reminisce about, you know, what happened in the past and how you watched it and... It's a, it's, it's a very, like we said, it's very chock full of nostalgia. It reminds you of your childhood. Um, it's, it's just fun. And also... What's the matter with you? You don't like fun? Yeah, I love fun. Also, on like, on like going to the movies, you can legitimately watch the first two. Like, you can legitimately back watch them back to yeah. back to back. One, two, three. Go. And they're all quick. They're all quick. Yeah. Movies. Because they don't need to be thicker than what they are. They yeah, just, they, you know. Exactly. They didn't prolong any shots. They didn't stay on scenes too long. They didn't bloat anything right. They got to it. They did the joke, and they moved on. Right. Um, how do you feel about the two daughters? Um, I thought they were a little too on the nose. Yes. About how their father's personality were. I wish yes. they were a little more an independent figure. Yeah. Um, but I thought they were cute. I thought they did the job well. I thought they both played the role very well. Um, I don't... Like, I was kind of thinking as I was watching it, are they going to try to make this into a new uh, franchise? And Bill and Ted is gone, but now the daughters are doing what Bill and Ted sort of did. And I don't know if they're strong enough to do that. Also, I think, unfortunately, you are right, because I had written down here a note that said, uh, problem. It's only one problem I have with this movie. And he's, uh, don't like the daughter's acting, specifically because it was two, it was two people playing Bill and Ted from the older movies. Mm -hmm. And yes, they should have had some of the quirkiness, but they shouldn't be the same person. Yeah. In female form. Um, like, they didn't have any 2020 or 2019 essence about them. No. Like, they should have been, like, whatever is popular with kids these days. Where we I mean, more cell phones, more TikTok, yeah. whatever the fuck. Minecraft, something. They should have been... Something. Yeah. Or even bands that are like, they probably didn't want to spend the money to get someone to license a band name or something. But right. I mean, they got, uh, uh, what's his name? Dave Grohl. They got Dave Grohl, but they also had in their band, they had a... Uh, oh, uh, Kid Cudi? Kid Cudi. So, you know, I mean, somebody... Bit, but uh, I don't know. I wish they would have, uh, I don't know. They I mean... Like... Kids from the 90s, not kids from the 2020s or the 2019 right. or whatever it is. Right. And you think like millennials. They felt like Generation X or Generation Correct. Z. Correct. Absolutely. Uh, um, 
that was a little disappointing. And I think that that falls on the writers more than on them. I think the writers didn't, didn't. Yeah. I, I think the actresses played the role really well. I just don't think right. the role was written well. Yeah. And I mean, but you know, but also uh, uh, what I would give, what I would give them is that they kind of carbon copy their parents and, you know, if you're passing the torch, you should have given them more importance in the story. Yeah. They legit, they just felt like legit B story. Yeah, it felt like a B, definitely feels like a B story. Um, and even like, I don't know if it would have worked, but I think I would have liked if Ted's daughter was like Bill and Bill's daughter was like Ted. Yes, yeah. Instead of them being the same, like... They idolize right. each other, each other's fathers, because you know well, that's what you but, do. You don't idolize your dad; you idolize like the uncle, the uncle, or the cool guy. Like your dad's a nerd, no matter how cool your dad is. Like I think I thought the lead singer of Slayer was like, "I'm the lead singer of Slayer, and my kids still don't think I'm cool." <laughs> so like, that's how kids are. Like your dad, you're a nerd, you're a loser. Yeah. Like, also, your cool dad, guy. your dad always loves you, always takes care of you. And so you don't see the side of him that other people see. Like people have an idea of who your dad is. You uh -huh. know your dad. <laughs> and your dad is tender with you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so, so it's lacking, it's lacking that like badassness when they're like, oh, let me clean your butt <laughs> when you're when you're three years old. I don't know. It kind of disappears. Uh -huh. Um so yeah, I think uh in that same note, uh Kristen Shaw as as the daughter, the daughter of Rufus, uh, I forgot what her name was in the movie. Kelly, Kristen Shaw as Kelly, I think was probably the coolest daughter of all the daughters. Mm -hmm. She really acted like herself. She was very funny. She just did Kristen Shaw things. I, I don't think they gave her enough. Me neither. Enough Me neither. Time. But I mean, Rufus didn't have enough screen time either. It's true. He's just there to propel the story, not to really yeah. solve it, you know? I mean, think about the second movie. You see him at the beginning. And you see him at the very, very, very end. Mm -hmm. like he must have done one day of shooting and being like, all right, I'm done. Um, but I think out of all of the daughters of everybody, because everybody was kind of like coming back and repeating, Kristen Shaw was the better choice at how to do that. Yeah. She was, uh, she treated the, the character like her father. She had a lot of respect for, she loved the ideals of her father, but she was her own person mm -hmm. and she had her own problems too. Like she had to deal with her mom, you know, like Rufus was just a grown man. So like things were very different, obviously. Mm -hmm. It was really good to see the Rufus hologram too. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I got to ask you one question. Ask away. Because you said there was only one problem, but I think there was one other problem. What's that? What do you think about the robot? <laughs> um, I think this is the advantage I'm going to give myself. I saw those three movies in the last three days. Uh -huh. I saw part one Monday, part two Tuesday, and part three today. So for me, it fits perfectly in that world. It really, like, I really understood why the robot acted the way that he acted. Because it really fits in with everything else that has been shown before. I guess. To me, it felt forced. Like, there's no reason for that character to exist in this movie. <laughs> um, like... Because he's there's a robot that the the new great leader of the new world sends back in time to kill Bill and Ted because they don't think they're going to succeed with this song. But if they don't succeed with the song, the world ends. Which doesn't make sense we have to kill them because either way the world's going to end. Why not let them try? And if they don't get to it, then it ends anyway. Um, and it felt a bit hacky to me. It's just... It was a little cheesy. I guess for the audience, it's a PG-13 movie. That's the kind of humor and silliness that you expect from Bill and Ted. 
I just I thought it was too much for a character that has no connection to the first two. I think here's where it falls short. This is why it doesn't work as well as it should. Because really that robot represents the problem with Kristen Shaw and her mom, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the problem is that Kristen Shaw's mom is the supreme leader and her dad is ruthless. And the mom says there's a lot of ways that the prophecy could be read as in if Bill and Ted die, then things go as they're supposed to. Uh-huh. So she sends a robot to kill Bill and Ted before the time where the soul was supposed to be written. So um, the, the thing is that what it fails is that that robot is supposed to represent, be the catalyst to change the relationship between Kristen Shaw and her mom. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't properly pay off. It like you, you don't have a, a scene where she says, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, and I'm sorry that you ended up dead for it, even though you're back to life. And Kristen Shaw didn't have a part where she said, I love you, mom. I understand why you try to do it. None of that happened. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that happened was that that robot only moved the plot forward yeah. instead, of, instead of moving the story forward. Um, it was conflict. Like they needed some sort of conflict and why Bill and Ted needed to run. And like, this was the thing chasing it, basically. It was almost like, cause time is hard to visualize. And since that was their only enemy, I feel like they needed uh, something tangible to right. represent time chasing after them. But I mean, you know, had look, I, I promise you, had Kristen Shaw and her and her mom's character had an exchange where that paid off, the mistake of sending the robot, it was hilarious. Kristen Shaw, like you name it, Dave, like my ex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was fucking great. I mean, that's a Kristen Shaw joke, but it only works because he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the fact that he died and goes to hell, they're all like, that's weird, but they don't explain it. That's very in line with with Bill and Ted. Like they never explain time travel, but they they really use it in a very smart way. Uh huh. They keep doing things like, well, if we go back in time and we do this, we gotta remember to put the keys behind the door so we can use them now. Mm-hmm. Like, but they're here, so that means that that works. You know, things like that that only make sense because it only makes sense in that universe. In that same exact way, having the robot die and go to hell with them was hilarious because it only makes sense to them. Like it just that, that doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. You know, so like within the story, the story format of Bill and Ted, that was fantastic. I just think that the robot, I, I didn't mind the robots and, and what happened with him or, or how he got introduced or what he did for the story. What I did mind that, that he only propelled the story. It's not like Kristen Shodan fell in love with him and he's a better version of her ex. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, like nothing happened to that robot, so it just felt like a plot device. Yeah. Um, rather than a, than a, you know, having a closure for him. I think my least favorite part of the movie is the robots. Sorry. It's okay. Doesn't make it a bad movie. It's just it was my least favorite part. Um, I do love uh, my least favorite part. You asked me my least favorite part. That's my least favorite part. What is your oh. least favorite part? Uh, hmm. I think it's a more general idea. Uh, my least favorite thing in it is that it's kind of thin, the story. Oh, it's real thin. Oh, like the other two. Like the other two had more fun into it, so you don't really care so much about the story because the adventure is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, it didn't feel like the adventure was as fulfilling. So you kind of pay my, oh, maybe it's age, you know, like maybe I'm 42 and now I'm like paying more attention to the plot. I feel like the first one, it's, it's such a different story that you don't care about the surroundings and the plot. Like the characters are cool. They're relatable. It's like a funny time travel movie, which there wasn't really a lot of. Right. Um, so you don't really care. And the second one, I feel like they had a giant budget and they put together yes. this great thing because they're yeah. going off the success of the first one. 
And I feel like the third one, they're back to the original budget where they're doing this on the cheap and the low, and it is what it is. But I, you know, I, if I have to rank them, I will rank the first one, the third one, and the second one, best to worst. Really? Though the second one was the worst one? I think out of the three, I liked all three of them a lot, but I think the third one is probably the worst because it just felt like, like it was an unnecessary thing to bring forth. It was just like, a, the, like a, the second one. The second one. I love the second one's my favorite one. But the second one feels like a, like a, like a grab cash, like a cash grab. How do you call it? Cash grab? A cash grab. Like it just felt like that. Like it was just like, all right, so now somebody doesn't like to live in a perfect world. So I'm going to go kill Bill and Ted. It's like, what? See, I see it as that's the movie they wanted to make. Like the first one, like, all right, we have this crazy idea. We'll give you X amount of dollars, figure it out. And the second one, they're like, see, I told this was a good idea. Now we can do whatever we want. And they were able to, you know, really develop the characters and have fun with it. And the third one feels like either a cash grab, a shot of nostalgia, or a way, a device to have these girls prolong. Well, the- I think it feels like there's three things. I agree with you. There is a bit of a cash grab on nostalgia, but I also think it's a lot of, of, of a, it's not quite pandering because it's not, but um, it's, it's, it was a weak push to pass the, the torch forward. Like mm-hmm. I said, they should have concentrated way more on the daughters if this was going to be them passing the torch. Because it feels, I mean, it's called Bill and Ted. Technically, if it's the daughters movie, it can still be called Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have made a difference because they are called Bill and Ted, the daughters. Yeah. You know? Um, so... I, 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 where I think it fails, where I think it feels like pandering a little bit, where I think it fails, is that it doesn't take the time to make you understand the daughters and really put them in the front so that they can become the next Bill and Ted. It's true, they didn't. It's like they, it's, had, they had the idea and they said, let's, let's try it, but we're not going to go all in on it because we're not right. sure it's going to work. Right. Um, the time traveling for Bill and Ted versus them. Bill and Ted are going through their own lives, skip, skipping five years at a time to find out when they wrote this song, the perfect song. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the daughters are going back in time to form a band so that they can play said perfect song. So they're going back and pick, picking up Louis Armstrong and... and uh, Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. And Bach, not Bach, uh, 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 Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, and uh, um, uh, the first drummer, who's like a fucking prehistoric guy. And the Asian lady who plays the flutes. Right. And so they're making this band. Uh, I did like, however, that in their adventure, just like times have moved and morphed, there was, a, even though in the first one too, there was a kind of like a little sense of realism when they try to grab these people from the from the past this one also had a little bit more realism like they're talking to Jimi Hendrix they're like we're from the future and this Jimi Hendrix is like get the Mm -hmm. fuck out of here for lack of better words and then they go and they get you know like it was a more realistic reaction to them Mm -hmm. at least for the first two people and I think one of the the biggest misses and one of the great things of the first two is the phone booth yes is the phone booth is it's a surprise, you know, it's not supposed to go back in time. It's a phone booth. Right. And this one, they brought like almost a ship. Like an egg. Yeah. An egg. And you, you're like, of course that goes back in time. It's a, it's a you know. It's a fucking a really futuristic egg. egg. <laughs> and I feel like that kind of missed the ball. I think the. They could have used a cell phone. Used a cell phone or, I don't know. Uh. Some called a pod. I, I, I don't know. I mean, they, there's no, there's no, like, we don't have phone booths anymore. We don't have anything that represents the same amount of space. Yeah. But if you would have used a cell phone and being like getting the picture and the selfie kind of thing, like. Yeah, or something like that. Right. And that could bring the doors more into it, makes them millennials. It's, maybe it's an app on a phone and you 
you press it, right. it send you back right. in time. I wish they would have did something more like that. It's a little more like the phone booth idea instead of just almost, you know, taking a knee and going, you know, we're just going to make it look like a time travel device. Right. Um, you're right. And, and because they did have this, the phone booth, it makes sense that they could have done something that's kind of like it. Yeah, because it's so iconic to the movie. Like, you think Bill and Ted, that's the first thing you think of. It's the phone booth. Yeah, for sure. And, whoa. <laughs> um, uh, well, um, you know, the hell scenes and seeing death again was a lot of fun. It kind of the second one is the one where they die and they go to hell uh-huh. and then they go to heaven and all that. Um, couple of missed opportunities there seeing Bill's dad at some point, mm-hmm. even in heaven or hell. Back. They could have brought Bill's dad back somehow, you know. Yeah. Um, at least mention him, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, talk to death and be like, Hey man, how's my dad? You know, I something dad mentioned like. Your dad told me you'd be back. Something like that, you know. Something. Uh, the 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 hell scenes weren't as fun as the first one because I think again they were trying to get to the plot points, so they were like, "All right, we'll move through real quick." I was gonna say that that the hell, the whole hell scenario is really quickly done. Like, oh no, first we're digging holes. No, now we're in death's office. All right, now we're back on earth. Like, <laughs> it was real simple. Right. And uh, that speech between them and, and death, uh, the daughters and death, and, the, and Bill and Ted and death, was kind of like, all right, once again, you're showing that you're more, you're more worried about the plot moving forward than you are about telling me a story that fills up the space. Uh-huh. Um, so uh I think all in all, uh in in contrast with the other ones, I think it fits in. I think it does very good work. I think um if you're a um, Bill and Ted, you'll enjoy this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh uh you wanna give it some toes? Are we at that point of the show? I Will think so. I'm, shows? I think I, I was trying to think of, of something else that I wanted to say. Ah, and here it is. It's something that you mentioned earlier. Uh, we, 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 talked about, we talked about them meeting themselves through time, which you've uh-huh. seen in the, in the trailer. It's like that scene where they're all buffed up and, the, mm-hmm. you know, um, and they apparently when they go back in, when they go and take the time machine the first time, and they meet themselves some point in the future, their wives have left them, the yeah. two princesses. And uh, um, they become fucking douchebags. That's how you meet. They grow. Like, they keep doing these things that are fucking funny as hell with the British accents and the, with the... <laughs> mm-hmm. With the big Robin buff... Rose's house and stuff, yeah. Yeah, with the big buff muscles and all that. And uh, um, really that those are the guys that they would have become, the guys that never take responsibility for their actions and they become more and more and more like assholes, right? Mm-hmm. Until the end of their lives. Um, there's a scene where uh, Ted is arguing with Ted, right? Mm-hmm. The first time that they meet each other in the future and younger Ted gets pissed off and legit you see John Wick and you're like, this motherfucker's about to kill him. <laughs> like, <laughs> Don't don't piss him off. <laughs> he will kill you with a pencil. <laughs> Easily. Easily. Like, no, no, no fuss. You don't need rid of sweat. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, if I gotta give it some toes, I think I give it three toes. Three toes out of six. Yeah. I think three three toes. Uh, I I think it's an entertaining movie. It's not a good movie. None of them are good. If you love Bill and Ted, you will love this movie. Um, but it's not a good movie. I mean, it is what it is. It's just it's a it's a 
I think it, they do a great job at updating it to some degree, even though we talked about the, the time machine and all that. And I think they do a great job of, of putting it in their perspective as adults. Mm-hmm. It does a really good job of that. So that gives it a, a two out of the three toes. And it's not as funny and perhaps because I'm older, um, but it is charming and enjoyable. But it's not, I didn't laugh out loud. I just found that like, it fits within and I'm happy that I saw it, but I'm not ecstatic. I'm going to give it four toes. What? I think for the time it is, it's the perfect movie. Like I said before, it's positive. But not only is it positive, if you're a fan of Bill and Ted, it kind of warms the heart. It's like, oh, sure. these guys. I remember these guys. They're my, sure. like seeing a friend you haven't seen in 20 years. Yeah, 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 for They're sure. My buddies. I'm so glad to see them again. <laughs> um, the movie is exactly what you expect it to. It's not disappointing, and it doesn't blow your mind. It's exactly where it's supposed to be. Um, Absolutely. New elements, some old elements. Some are great, some aren't so great, but I think it blends together enough to make the movie really enjoyable. I'm with you. I didn't laugh out loud, but it just, it made me happy. Yes. I'm on TV in something new. And yes. the almost like closure, like we heard about all this stuff was going to happen, but to see it happen kind of rounds out the, the franchise. And, you know, big shout out, big, 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 big shout out to... Um, uh, 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 Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves. That's the name you forgot. All these people in this movie, you forgot Keanu's name. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Keanu, big shout out to Keanu because out of everybody in that movie, he's the one fucking guy that could have said, "Fuck you, I'm John Wick. I don't yeah. need you. This I don't guys. <laughs> I don't need you. I don't need this movie." I don't need to fucking even entertain this thought. So I, I, I applaud him because, fuck, he is Ted. I mean, you know, like, there's no Bill and Ted without Bill and Ted. Like, they call Bill, who's, who's Alex Winter, and he's like, I can't believe you guys remember who I am. <laughs> I think he's done a lot of voice work, actually, through the years. Eh? He's done shit. That's not true. He's done something. Seattle makes this movie, like... There's no, there's no, which I think makes me appreciate a little more is that he must really love this character because there's no incentive for him to do He can't be being paid a lot of money for it. He's not going to win any awards of it. He's not going to get any accolades for it. This is got to be just fun for him. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's him quite possibly just giving back. You know what I mean? Giving back to the thing to something that 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 wants his career, absolutely, and and being grateful that that uh, you know that he's been called upon, yeah. uh, uh, because really you're right. This is about him having fun. This is about him being like, yeah, I was fucking twenty two once, and I made this movie, and it was a dumb movie, but for him at that time, awesome to make. Yeah. Uh, for us at that time, awesome that he made it. But you're right. This is fucking Neo. Yeah. This is fucking John out. Wick. These are names that everybody knows. This is fucking Utah. <laughs> this is this is a superstar. He's he's a giant giant in the industry. It's a giant. And and he, it's, a, it's a thank you to the fans too for you know appreciating him and supporting him. That this is like sure. that is the way to give back is thanking the fans. Like, don't worry, I'm still the same old Keanu. Here's Ted. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Um, so him. yeah, man. Uh, um, at Bill and Ted, between the both of us, gets a three and a half toes. Three and a half toes, which is a great rating for the two friends of the movie podcast. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It has to be a great movie for us to go over four toes. This is true. We haven't gone <laughs> over four toes many times. 
Um, anything you wanna you wanna tell the people to watch? Um, well, did you see anything else? Because I want to keep this new segment the quick hits, like we did last week. Going the quick hits movie uh, that we'll never do an entire podcast on, but worth a mention. Absolutely. Uh, I've watched. Uh, uh, fuck, I forgot what I watched th- this week. That's how fucking, that's how much of an impact it did on me. Um, I've been watching, I've been watching way more episodic stuff than I've been watching movies. But I did watch, uh... All right, well, you're thinking, I watched... Please, I'm trying to remember the name. Well, you think about it and let me speak, because this is a podcast and we just can't sit here in silence while you try to come up with a word. Sorry, go ahead. I watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix. It's mm-hmm. uh, a documentary. Pretty, it's a documentary, but it's, they have some like dramatization in it. Um, scary as hell. It basically tells you the inside scoop of social media and what the industry is really doing with all your information and how they're manipulating your minds and all this crazy shit. It really wakes you up and scares the fuck out of you. Um, um, so Netflix, if you're on social media, or your kids are on social media, or your parents are on social media, or your friends are on social media, I recommend you watch this movie. Please don't. Um, I just remembered, I watched a movie, but I don't know, I, I mentioning it might be a little pointless because it's about Ruben Blades, you know who Ruben Blades is? I don't. He's an actor. He's in uh, Fear the Walking Dead. He was in, in Predator 2. But before he was an actor, he was a very famous musician in Latin America. And he was, uh, but I can't remember the name of the fucking movie. But it, it, it was, uh, uh, I thought I remembered it, but then I was like, oh, no, that's not what it's called. It doesn't matter. The point is, I know, I, you know, I don't remember the name because I know him. So I'm like, oh, it's the Ruben Blades movie. <laughs> it, it's not a movie. It is a, a, a conversation with him about his whole career. Uh, if you're into uh, Latin music uh, and you know who Ruben Blades is, or if you're into his movies and you want to know something about his life, it's a very interesting watch. Uh, I don't think he has the same impact for English speakers that he does for a Latin culture. But if any Latin people are out there listening to our podcast, since I am Dominican and I am here, hopefully somebody's listening. Eh. Um, the following is <laughs> based on me, but that's why but, uh, you're a second. Uh, fuck. Um, but yes, uh, great, great, great uh, piece on his life. Um, other than that, I've been watching The Mandalorians coming out, so I'm excited about that. I saw, I saw the, the first season. Did you see the Dune trailer? No. What? I didn't see the. There's a new Doom. There's a new Dune, and there's a new trailer. I haven't seen it yet. I'll have to look at that. I'll look it up. And I wet my pants a little bit. Oh, baby. I kind of like like came without touching myself a little tiny bit. However, uh. <laughs> a problem with your old age. Sorry. Uh, however, I will say this. I was expecting something a little newer, a little different than the David Lynch movie. And I think I got something very similar to the David Lynch movie where it's overdramatic rather than very simple matter of fact like the book is. But it hasn't come out. I'm just judging the trailer, not the movie itself. So go watch that trailer. Go watch the Mandalorian season two trailer, which is fantastic. The trailer, and uh, we we'll come back with something. What what do we need them to watch for next week, Maddie? Uh, I think we told them to watch Mulan. You still want to do Mulan? Uh, I'm down to to see Mulan. I've never seen the Mulan cartoon, so I'm I'm curious for somebody that's never seen the cartoon. I haven't the... either. Oh, um, so we can check it out and see. So we can judge it on the on the merits of, of on its own merits rather than in a comparison. Yeah, the trailer looks really cool. The yes, fight scenes and stuff look really well done. I mean, it's Disney, so you know they put the money into it. Yep. Um, I just hope they don't like it's a it's a 
it's an important movie. Well, it's an important subject from history. Right. I hope they don't kind of brush over why this is happening and just jump into why they're fighting. Like, I, think, a- I think what I've heard and read is that this movie is way more, uh, way more uh, married to facts than the cartoon. That's good. So that's a good thing. So we can judge this on its merit, on its own merit, rather than comparing it to the cartoon. I think that would be fantastic. Mulan, next week, get your fucking panties ready, Matt. Yeah, they're ready. They're on. on. We're ready to go. Let's go. Let's Uh, go home and watch Mulan. And then tomorrow or next week, we'll we'll give you the podcast. That's right. Uh, Thank you for stopping by. Stop that. And thank you. It's our thing. It's our it's thing. not San Diego. People We're wait not. the whole podcast to hear this joke. They it's wait not, the whole time. It's a, it's a shit joke. We it don't live in San Diego. But now We're it's living. rained. It's rained into the show so much. It's like the theme music. It has to happen. Um, thank you for coming and listening to us. There you go. Now it's you can a beautiful say. day in the neighborhood. <laughs> We love you. We thank you for listening to our nonsense. Yes. I hope you watch Bill and Ted. I hope you love it. I hope it warms your heart. Yes. I hope you be excellent to each other. Please stay safe, please. And keep everybody else around you safe. It's not just about you, asshole. Yeah, especially with school starting and things happening. We don't want to spike. Don't be an asshole. Just put the fucking mask on. Put the mask on. Nobody's asking you to chop your fucking pinky off. Put on a mask. Put on, just pretend it's Halloween every day. Fucking grow up. Don't pretend nothing. Grow the fuck up. Put on a fucking mask. I got, I, you're, you're right. Don't pretend shit, motherfucker. <laughs> Put on a goddamn mask. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the Cue end the of the fucking show. music. We Cue the fucking hot. music. We're leaving hot. Do you friends in the movie? Do you friends in the movie? Muppets on, on Disney Plus I laugh out loud at least once on that show it's not, I don't think they mean for me to laugh out loud every time I do but I really do so maybe you want to check that out once and I will